These people don't. Oh, I'm not allowing that. We're giving them the business. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the 2021 college football season. Welcome to the first episode of the 2021 season of the College Football Extravaganza podcast on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. Go ahead and drop a like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want. It's at CFB Extravaganza. CFB Extravaganza. There we go. Um, I'm here with my two co-hosts, as always, Mr. Davis. And Joey, how y'all doing? Fantastic. A lot of games I like this week. A lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I like every lot of games. I love every single game this week. It's week one, even though we got our first dose. Um, I wanted to do a hope. Oh, there goes Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Davis is going to score. <laughs> Damn it. We just got him back. Anyway, yeah, um, we were going to do a week zero podcast, but we were like, ah, no, we, we were busy and stuff. We're gonna we're gonna go over it real quick. I am gonna be honest, Scouts Honor. I had Nebraska winning because I didn't want to think Scott Frost was a complete bust in Nebraska. It looked pretty terrible. I don't know if you got to watch it, Joey. Did did you get to catch the Nebraska game at all? I didn't watch it live. I saw what happened. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of we weird watching Nebraska is kind of watching what FSU would have been if they kept Willie Taggart. They were hired the same year. Um, they, you know, Willie Taggart was a big time guy at USF. Scott Frost was a big time guy at UCF. So it happens when you take a guy who comes from a small school, he knows how to recruit a certain area. And, uh, he, he, I, Nebraska's dead. They're dead. They're never going back to what they were. Um, you, you just can't convince guys to go live in Omaha anymore. So RIP Scott Frost, RIP, RIP Nebraska. Nebraska. I think Scott Frost could be successful somewhere else mm-hmm. even if never could work at Nebraska. I hope we don't have any Nebraska fans watching this because you just disrespected uh, the, the fans of the Lincoln, Nebraska Cornhunkers. Hey, I didn't disrespect the fans. The fans are great. The fans look, are great. The program look. will never go back to Nebraska. Well, they're not in Omaha, that's for sure. Anyway. Oh, oh, are they not? They're, they're in Lincoln. In Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if Novotny's watching this from high school, he's, he's pissed at you. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm a dumbass. Was it, Adrian, I think is his first name, Martinez, he, Martinez. he was under pressure the entire game. The O-line wasn't really blocking that well. Or Illinois was just doing really, really good on defense, causing turnovers, wreaking havoc. But Martinez was missing wide-open guys. I, I saw one. He had a wide-open guy. Would have been at least a 30-yard game, not, if not a touchdown, early in the game. And then I believe that same drive they went on to – uh, turn the ball over for an, an, an Illinois score. And I am trying really hard not to say Illinois because that's just, that's, I'm no, just, they're ignorant. I'm just ignorant. That's, ignorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we told you we were going to use that one. Yep. Anyway, yeah, this is not looking good for Nebraska early on. If you're a Nebraska fan, go ahead and uh, go to your nearest grocery store not public because you don't have those because you're in bumfuck nebraska and <laughs> go ahead and 
get a cardboard box or a cardboard bag and put it over your head for the rest of the season because it's not but they, good. And the, and the thing is, like, they're not even going to fire Scott Frost because who are you going to go to next? Who wants I, that job? I Nobody wants might, that job. No, I think – see, that's where I think you're wrong. I think Nebraska is a good job to have. There's, they're, they're full of uh, tradition. They have the fan base to do it, and they have the history to do it. Oh, we're going to let Davis back in here. But their facilities are not up to par with that of Iowa State, Ohio State. They just got to get the money flowing back into the program and get some get some more modern stuff going. Because who, who, who wants to play football in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? The only reason Alabama's any good. People who have, want to go to the NFL. Yeah, the, and they have the best facilities. So I think Nebraska just has to catch up in that aspect. But as far as name recognition, you know, Nebraska's – very good with name recognition. One of the best. They're dead. One of the best, probably even I would argue a, co- a college football blue blood program, right? Like if you look at the history of college football, Nebraska is always consistently, maybe not consistently anymore through the 2000s, but um, in the 90s, 80s, and before, always been very, very good. It was after, the, after Miami knocked them out in the national championship, which they shouldn't have been in, in the Rose Bowl. But anyway, they started doing that. I think right. uh, I think Illinois is actually pretty good too. Uh, because I, I think Illinois is going to be have a good season. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? What the, what's the coach's name? Brett Bielema. Bielema. Yeah, I love Bielema. Um, I liked him. Wasn't he at Arkansas for a while? Wasn't he at yeah. Wisconsin for he a while? At, he was yeah. very good at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good under Wisconsin. He's He's a coach that's going to have a team that's going to be tough and physical, up and down your throat, running the ball. And Illinois looked pretty good. And their starting quarterback went down in the first, like the first drive, I think. So for them to come out with this win, very, very good. Uh, you know, good for the fight in the line. Eye. Davis, that's all we talked about while you were doing. Yeah. Okay. I want to start off by saying I, I fucking hate my MacBook. So I started a new job recently and they gave me my own laptop. They asked me, do you want a MacBook or do you want a PC? And I'm like, give me a PC. I can't stand my MacBook. I have Apple everything, Apple phone, Apple watch. I used to have AirPods and then my parents' dogs chewed those up. Like I love Apple, but I can't stand my MacBook. It's a little bit older, but I can't stand it. So bear with me. I have it plugged in now. It's charging. I shouldn't be dumping off anymore. Anyways, just to give my two cents on Nebraska, they are awful. <laughs> like, they have been awful the last, what, 10 years at least? It's like they're Texas, right? Like, Texas at least has had some decent years, but they're like, they have this pedigree of being a championship team, and they have, you know, when you go to Texas, you, in your mind, think, I'm supposed to win a championship at some point. And the hope is always sort of there, but they're never quite over the cusp. Nebraska was that team that was the dominant team. They were Alabama at one point, and they are awful. What happened to the history of that program? What happened? Like, like did the president die, and then some other president came along and thought football's not that important? Like, that's where they're at right now they you have to at some point think okay we're a winning championship team we have to maintain this level of excellence 
And somewhere along the way, it dropped off in the early 2000s. And it has never recovered. Not I don't think even, they've been good since no. they've joined the Big Ten, right? Like, like that's, no, about, really that's about when it happens, I think. Yeah, but also, like, you got to think about the recruiting hotbeds. When has Nebraska ever been described as the recruiting hotbed? Who's the best player to come out of Nebraska? Danny Woodhead, and he didn't even play for, the, for Nebraska. He went D3. Yeah, exactly. So it's like whenever you talk about Texas, Texas can always come back because they can just go all this and have a couple good recruiting years in a row. I just picking guys out of the state of Texas. Same for Florida State, same for Florida, same from Georgia, really Alabama and LSU to the same extent. And even USC and UCLA, they just go have a couple good recruiting years and they're good. Well, Nebraska, where was, where was who are uh, they gonna pick out of the backwoods in Where's Tommy Frazier from? Tommy Frazier was one of the best, like one of the best college football quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but they, I mean there's they have diamonds in the rough in Nebraska. Uh, uh, he was born in Florida. There you go. Thank I you. bet he's a Miami That's, kid. No, he's from, thank no, you for Tampa proving area. my point. Thank mm-hmm. you for proving my point. Look, look, I understand what you're saying, but what I was telling you earlier is I think what needs to happen is they need some boosters to donate some money, get some better facilities. You never hear about Nebraska having better facilities. I don't want to spend too much time on Nebraska being a total fart. Anyway, let's move on, and let's – uh, give some recognition to Fresno State beating the absolute shit out of UConn. Apparently, UConn hasn't scored a point in college football in like in like two years or something like that. I saw I saw. A yeah, graphic. they didn't play last year. Oh well, that's a cheap that's a cheap way to put a graphic they up on your. They didn't play last year. They 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 um they opted out. They're an independent team, mind you, mm-hmm. and so they opted out last year, and so. Yeah, they got their asses kicked by Fresno State. And, and you know what? I'm not even going to give that much credit to Fresno State. I just think that UConn is a, another terrible program, but they've never really set a certain bar of excellence like Nebraska. Fun fact, though, Mike Beaudry, who used to be the quarterback at UWF, who led us to our first national championship appearance. We didn't win that one. He actually – he transferred to UConn, and he started at UConn for a little bit. Well, he transferred from UConn, and he's now at the University of Idaho. So we got to keep an eye on Idaho. Idaho. Because I think he's starting there. Hmm. Nice. The Vandals? Yeah, the Vandals. The Vandals. That's what you put on your schedule on uh, NCAA 14 when you want to instant dub. Or that's that's the build-up program. I'd always play in that stadium. I don't know. I just like their little oh, indoor suit. Little that's team. right. They have a dome. They have a dome stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's that seats like ten thousand people. Because it's fucking cold up there. Hot, hot. Anyway, um, <laughs> UTEP, uh, New Mexico State, Southern Utah, San Jose State, San Jose State blew out um, Southern Utah. Is Southern Utah new? This is their first year playing. Southern uh, Southern Utah. Fun fact is in St. George, Utah, which is actually where my future uh, in-laws. Um, my fiance's mom and stepdad live there. Oh yeah, they're Mormon. Uh, they're actually not. Her sister's Mormon. She's the lo- she's the lone Mormon. I heard her in the background going, "No, nah, we're not." <laughs> Wait, they have a they have a lone Mormon in their family. How did she? Uh, become yeah, um, her her sister uh, became a Mormon in high school. She but can I ask her something? Does has she heard about Necmos? Does she does she sew? Does she know about neckmos? Well, okay, I don't even know what a neck. I know what soaking is, but what's a neckmo? <laughs> Let me see. Uh, a non-committal. It's non-committal makeout. Non-committal makeouts. 
No idea. It's, Not it's, it's like a, it's like an app or something that Mormons use, and they meet up, and they like they like make out. It's kind of like Tinder, but for Mormons. Okay, I will say like I, I've actually I've hung out with the uh, her sister and her husband. I've hung out with them. Uh, enough to where like they are normal people they're not like the strange mormons that we've seen portrayed in media so i'll give no, them, I'll no give them- i've never met a strange mormon it's just like it's when they get all alone you know that's what that's when things get weird <laughs> I, I had a friend whose first girlfriend <laughs> was mormon and so uh the first sexual uh, intercourse he had was uh <laughs> through the brown way and you know <laughs> oh <laughs> all right all right all right back on topic back we got that part out back to college football no yeah anyway look at these are live has been around for a little bit anyway uh you didn't say any names it's fine okay um wednesday uh uab uh i'm glad uab's back first of all Uh, they were back last year but just so happy to have the blazers playing football after that whole kerfuffle I, I followed them that whole breakdown where the administration of the school was like, we're just not going to play football. And all the players were like, fuck you. I came here from like California to play football. <laughs> they're like, ah, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> and they're going to play Jacksonville state in the fighting Dion Sanders, which I hope, I hope Dion does, does well. Uh, I think, I think his first couple games didn't do that hot. They maybe they might have won one game or two. No, it was the opposite. Their first couple yeah. games did very well, and then they yeah, fell good. off at the end of the season. They fell off at the end of the season. I know their quarterback was the quarterback for Florida that got got caught up in the like sexual assault allegations. Jalen, Jalen something. Oh yeah, I remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not on campus long. Him and Chris Steele were like roommates, and then Chris Steele didn't even start like play for the Gators at all. He went to Oregon, then USC again. Yeah, there's a whole kerfuffle there. So if you want to watch Deion Sanders play, uh, I, I'm rooting for Deion. I think he'll do good. So I got I got Jacksonville State there just because of Deion Sanders. Y'all don't have to make a pick there. That's just that's just a random. Pick I got UAB. Yeah. I don't I don't think Deion's gonna last very long. I mean, I have UAB, but Deion, which uh, actually fun fact. My uh, future brother-in-law was given a full ride offer to go play at Jacksonville State. Hey. Um, he, uh, I, I, that's actually irrelevant because I do think that UAB is going to win. Dion, though, if you didn't know, if you want to follow up and see what Jacksonville State's doing, apparently Barstool did a thing with them. Mm-hmm. A documentary. Barstool. Nice. I love Barstool. They were even at the uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight last night on Showtime. Yeah, they were on Showtime. Up in suits. That was cool. Um, anywho, uh, I, I was going to say something. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something about Jacksonville State. Oh, yeah, I do recall a good Jacksonville State team coming into Tallahassee, Florida, and either beating the Seminoles one year or coming very close to beating no, the Seminoles No, they didn't beat us. Probably very close. <clears throat> it was very close. It was very close. And that was Jacksonville State, not Jacksonville. Oh, you're right. Shit, correct. This is this is this is Jacksonville State. Dion coaches at Jackson. Jackson. So he coaches at Jackson State. Are you sure about that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, Jackson. Robert, I'll I'll bet you one million dollars. 
So will I. So if you lose, you owe us $2 million. I clicked on Jacksonville State Gamecocks, and I'm seeing a picture of Deion Sanders. But he is wearing a jacket that says Jackson State. The schools could be the schools could be one and the same. Yeah, no, they're not. Jackson, Jackson is in Mississippi. Jacksonville State is in Alabama. Yes, I know I Jacksonville State. I promise you, he coaches at Jackson State. All right, so this, never mind. Never it's mind. In Jackson, Mississippi. I changed my whole pick. I'm not. You owe you owe me and Davis each a million dollars. So. All right, let's go to my write that check. Let's go to my student loans first. I don't. Why would? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Jackson State, right there. Yep. I'm dumb. Yep, you're dumb. Anyway, moving on. That's why we don't cover. That's why we don't cover stuff like that. That's you're why I should. Ignorant. That's why we shouldn't that's even ignorant. go there. You're <laughs> ignorant. Just because we got it. No, they're ignorant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, good sound bite. Right. Coastal Carolina. Um, this Thursday, I'm ready to see Coastal Carolina. And then go to work on the Citadel. I'm just ready to see them come back with a vengeance this season. Anything to say about Coastal Carolina? I hope they're good again. Yeah, I hope they're good again too. Let's. I, I want to look forward to their schedule just to see. Uh, they got Kansas, Arkansas State, Joey. That's of interest to you. Appalachian State, Troy, and South Alabama. Those are the only ones I'd, I'd be interested in. ULM. ULM's a good one. Buff, Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo's usually pretty good uh, skirt i uh so coastal i i love that school i absolutely mm-hmm. love that school i i would i wish all the success to them forever and always if i didn't go to uwf i wish i went to coastal carolina Aww. everything about coastal i love so i think <laughs> they're going undefeated they're gonna try and bring back what they brought Last year, but with a little bit more of a positive ending. And I, although it's not official yet, if they have a fantastic year like they did last year, you could possibly see playoff implications. So, that's absolutely false. That's not happening. Agreed. I agree with Robert. If, but that's if they go 12, if they go 12. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the season, that that South Alabama game is just going to put them right over the edge, Davis. It w- no, you got to put at least one of those teams. <laughs> one team. Look, Cincinnati's that team, the team. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Cincinnati's that okay. team. If Coastal were to make the playoffs, and like let's say they go twelve team format, and Coastal is the number twelve team, they're going to of course put that coastal team against a very talented team probably not alabama if they get a buy but you know a team like uh you know like georgia or clemson and those teams will likely kick the shit out of them mm-hmm. either way we got to figure this shit out somehow so you put them in a playoff i want them i want them in the playoff but a bigger one you know that is the, we still got 12, the four, we still got the four teams this year so. 12 team playoff is dead for the moment is it i i'm glad the 12 teams dead i don't like the 12 team i think it should be Six or eight, I think that's. Nah, I love I love the twelve team. I love the twelve team idea. I, I don't. Said, too many injuries. Too 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 many variables there. Everything can go wrong. Really, are you as a fan are more concerned about injuries than watching just football? I I am because then, like, say the rifle to say it's Alabama versus like all, like all these Coastal Carolinas. Like it's clear that year. 
And then throughout this process of Alabama playing three more games, they got like Tua gets hurt, Jalen Waddle gets hurt, you know, some some of this stuff happens. Then you're ending up with a dilapidated Alabama at the end of the playoff. So I, I didn't play football, so it's not fair for me to necessarily make this statement, but I will anyways, because why not? You know, you play one game, you can tear your ACL. You play two games, you can tear your ACL in that game. Then you have players who play 17 games, and they're perfectly healthy by the end of the year. I think you add with this format, depending on the team, two to three more games – Look, if you're a serious player, it's prepping you for the pros. If you're not and you stay healthy through the end of the year, well, you had a hell of a run to end your college career then, or you're prepping yourself for the next year. You're prepping yourself for endurance. I think you can get injured at any moment, literally any moment. So I'm not really buying the whole, oh, well, these guys are going to be tired by the end of the year. They're going to be injured. These guys are in the best shape of their life. They're not going to be too tired by the end of the year, but could – does it technically increase their chances of getting hurt? Yeah, because they're playing more games. But I'm not buying the fact that because they're playing more games, that just means they're going to get hurt. You can get hurt at practice before the season even began. Or I can see what would happen would be if they would sit out. Like if Alabama was going to play the number 12 team, like say Alabama's number one, they play the last team because they don't have a bye or something, and a lot of these players but, sit out. But the NFL already does that in the last week of the regular season. And the yeah, guys like, are sitting out. The best but there are different ways. I just don't think the for, the format we have sucks, and that that's the issue. I know we want to talk about conference realignment, but I mean we we just got to fix the format before we start talking about what the playoffs can look like. We mm -hmm. don't know what the conferences are going to look like three years down the road. How are we going to determine what the playoffs can look like three years down the road? Do the conferences have a playoff in their own conferences? Yeah, and then that's how you decide the champion. And then all of a sudden, those champions go and they play in a playoff, and then you, you already have your twelve team playoff or your eighteen playoff or whatever it is. And it's it just worked into the conference championships. And so, I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. That's what the NFL does. They have conference championships that determine the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, Joey. I, I like that. I like the transition, too, because I definitely completely forgot to talk about Oklahoma and Texas going into the SEC and the alliance. The alliance. The alliance. The <laughs> You're killing it on the effects. I know. Let's go. Dude, new season, new effects. Let's go. Yeah. I just, that just, it's just so good. The Alliance. All right. All right. All right. I'm having too much fun. Anyway, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, moving to the SEC by 2025. Do you think it's going to take that long, first off? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to. There's contracts in place. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. They have a contract they have to abide by, and they're not renewing it after 2025, which when that news came out before they even announced that they were leaving, I mean, I mean why aren't we just announcing that we're leaving the conference? You're, you're doing everything leading up to it. You might as well just announce it. Mm -hmm. So, no, yeah, they're obviously going to leave. And this alliance, uh, I don't know what this alliance proves. I don't know exactly how this alliance compares to the SEC. You know, the SEC for a long time now has been the best conference in all of football, and they just added two more teams that weren't winning championships. So 
like i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hit him with the font <laughs> texas won a championship in 05 or the 05 it was technically 06 but 05 season oklahoma last won the championship in 2000 i i you're adding two teams that by pedigree are significant like oklahoma is the number two team in the nation i actually think they have a legitimate chance at it you know doing something because Spentler Rattler is a baller, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not that excited about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. And then along with that, the ACC, the big 10 and the PAC 12 saying, let's do an alliance to try and, I don't know what play each other to make yes. significant gains. I, no, I don't think that's going to work out whatsoever. I, I think this is all a little silly, to be honest with you. Uh, I, and I don't know how this is going to change college football in the long run. Maybe it'll make conferences a little bit more competitive. Poor Big 12. They're just getting shit on everywhere. I, I, I just don't see how this is going to make college football any better. Yeah, so the alliance right now is meaningless because there's no nothing holding it together. There's no piece of paper. There's a handshake agreement. Um, yeah. What it does do is it prevents the SEC from becoming more powerful than it already is. Because they're, the reason the alliance pretty much voted down the 12-team playoff is to prevent the SEC from getting five or six teams in that damn thing. Then they're done. Like, there's, there's no way to come back from that. Um, what it could do in the future and what it's going to do right now is it's going to prevent the Big Ten from poaching teams from the ACC, from poaching teams from the Pac-12, or for, for or vice versa. Like, they have a handshake agreement that they're not going to do that at the moment. It's not going to prevent the SEC from coaching teams from those from those conferences. And what it could be cool about it in the future is if they all say, hey, we're going to do eight team or eight game conference schedules, and we're going to do two out-of-conference games. Your eight team is going to play, like, Florida State will play one team from the Big Ten and one team from the Pac-12 every year. That would be cool. I would like that. That's more TV money for all the conferences as well. Uh, you do one away, one at home. It makes sense there. But here's the issue. Again, there's nothing signed on paper. As soon as one of those conferences has something that's going to make that conference more money, just like what the SEC did with Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to do it. If the Big 12 says, hey, I can go get Clemson and Florida State, they're going to say, fuck this alliance. I'm going to get Clemson and Florida State. And that's, that's what's going to end up screwing this whole thing up. It means nothing at the moment. It sounds cool. It, it makes them think that they're all together. It gives the, All it does, really, is it gives the school president, it, the fan base, a sense of relief. Hey, we're not getting fucked at the moment. That's it. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I liked your point about how it keeps conferences at the moment from poaching teams from other conferences because it's like we're all playing each other anyway, so we don't need – to go grab Florida State and put them in in the Big Ten. Don't anyone think about doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone think about bringing Notre Dame to the Big Ten? Just stop it because we got the agreement. Well, that that can't happen because Notre Dame, if it's going to join a conference, has the contract to go to ACC. See, I, I thought they would because they already have the contract in basketball. They're already in the ACC, right? Yeah, well, it's a, like in that contract when they join the ACC and all the other sports, it says if the football team is going to join another conference, it has to be the mm -hmm. ACC. Daggum lawyers. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I don't necessarily like the alliance. I was hoping, I was really hoping we'd see major conference realignment within the Pac-12 and and like the Mountain West. I like I wanted to see BYU and Boise State either join the Big 12 or the Pac-12. I don't like the Pac-12 or the Big 10 at all right now because if it was up to those two conferences, they just would not have played football last year, and they were perfectly fine with that. The ACC and the SEC were like, well, fuck that. That's like all – we make so much money. Why would you stop doing that? So, it like, I just don't want a super conference where half of the teams are controlled by these school presidents and these administrators – that if they were, if it was up to them, they would just say no football, but you know, we're going to do online classes. The hell with school, dopey. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, moving forward. He's been I waiting did, to use that I've one. I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> you you planned this out so much before the show. I even set it up. <laughs> you gave me a lot of time. Anyway, uh, I think that covers the conference realignment stuff. I like the I like Texas Oklahoma coming into the SEC, two big schools. I think Oklahoma's going to have a fantastic year. They finally have a defense, so we'll see what's happening with them. Where'd we leave off here? Oh, Thir- Thursday. I think yeah. we're going to Weber State, Utah. You know, Weber State's got that solid defense. They're going to give you problems. <laughs> yeah, they're going to give you problems. Wagner at Buffalo, no. I like uh, Boise State at UCF. 6 p.m. That's going to be a cool game to watch. I think UCF with Gus Malzahn, they do a they do a good job opening up in the bounce house. Yeah. I think UCF gets the win. <laughs> Not going to make it a lock or anything. That's just how I like it. And we will talk about Weber State, but only because they're playing Utah. Utah last year had a chance to take the Pac-12. Oregon comes out of nowhere. And, well, not out of nowhere. Nor- Oregon was good, but oh, – yeah, that was an awesome game, though. That was a really good game. I, I really am looking forward to that Oregon-Utah game this year once again. And then you got USC. You throw USC in the mix in the Pac-12. So Pac-12 might be interesting to watch this year. Yeah, I'm – you mentioned UCF. I'm very excited about this UCF team. I think I, I, I think I am only because Dylan Gabriel is – is he in his senior year? I think he's in his senior year. He's got to be. He's got to be. He's, I feel like he's been there forever. He was the quarterback that took over after McKenzie Milton and uh, with Joey. I, I, I want to hear your thoughts about him. He's a uh, junior. He's a junior. He's a junior? Well, that's COVID. That's COVID, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he's a junior. I, I think he's been a he's been a terrific quarterback, he, a, a really good replacement for McKenzie Milton. Another guy who's also from Hawaii who was a two-star quarterback that, you know, they're, they're just loving that quarterback pipeline that comes out of Hawaii. So th- this team could be a Great. lot of fun to see. We'll see uh, under Malzahn because I, I, lo- I, I like his offense. I don't know how much I love it, um, but he loves that spread offense, man, and I love that spread offense, and that's it. That's UCF style. Spread them cheeks. Anyway, uh, South Florida at NC State. South Florida has a rough couple of games they're open up with. South Florida opens up with NC State. Internet's not working. NC State, then Florida, and okay, they go to FAMU, so not FAMU, and then BYU, SMU, huh. Tulsa, um, Temple, 
Eastern Carolina, Houston, Cincinnati, Tulane, UCF. That is, I see like one win on there, and it's it's FAMU. And I don't know a bunch about FAMU. FAMU could come out and win too. We're, we're talking about a South Florida team that went over last year. Yeah, Sorry. South Florida, I don't really know enough about them, but I do know that Tulsa last year was a really good team. So I, I, I don't think they're going to drop off that fast. I think they're going to come back and be a pretty good team this year as well. FAMU, I think, is your one given. Uh, like, I think that could be their one win. Joey, you got I, the inside I, scoop on NC State. How, how's this yeah, going? that's where I was going. Uh, NC State's really interesting because they have Ben Finley. That's a he's a, he's a he's a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Uh, they fell off the radar last year when he got hurt because um, they really didn't have anyone to back him Ryan up. Finley's he could, brother. yeah, I think so. I, I I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he could. It, it, I mean, their season rides on him. So if he stays healthy through this season, they could be a eight nine win football team, mm-hmm. and that's bad news for South Florida, obviously, mm-hmm. but. Um, if he doesn't, if he does, we get last year, get hurt for most of the season. NC State, I don't, I don't think they have the talent to, mm-hmm. to overcome that. Yep, and that's why this is going to be one of my locks of the week. Locking it down, one of three locks right here. Not very exciting lock, but you know we're starting off the season, and we're going to keep score. We're going to keep score this time. So I'm going to write these down for because I. I did not open up a spreadsheet. So. I'm glad we didn't keep score last year. I had the worst betting season in yeah. the history of football. Yeah, we're going to have to this season, though, because we, we, we strive to get better here at College Football Extravaganza. So I got I got my NC State. Rob, NC State. I don't even know what the spread is. I don't care. I think we just do the locks. We just do the locks eight. for the wins if we want eight. 18. 18. Hmm. We need to do locks against the spread. Come on. Make it hard. I'll take I'll take it then. I'll take it against uh, – I'll take it. Minus 18. Over. I don't hate the pick. I think it's the right pick. Again, I think Finley's awesome. I think he's going to be an NFL guy. All right. All right. Sorry. I was writing that down. Okay. No one wants to lock that one up? That's okay. Um, okay. I got my uh, locks. I'm just big, not interested enough in that game to gotcha. make it even lock. Big game right here. Uh, Ohio State opens up at Minnesota. And Ohio State is a minus 14 uh, favorite in the spread at this point. Yeah, I, I am. This is one of my locks. Uh, Minnesota was had that great one, one year against uh, under P.J. Fleck. They lost their best player last year. He was drafted by the uh, Ravens. I can't think of his name, the damn wide receiver. Um I just don't think they're going to be that good. I think P.J. Fleck was a flash in the pan. They had a good quarterback that uh, year, two years ago. I love Ohio State. I've loved Ohio State. I loved them last year. They kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, I think minus 14. I don't like the public monies on it, but I think they're going to blow the doors off Minnesota. 14 is a steal. Yeah. I, think they, I think they win by 35. That's a lock. Yeah, it's at Minnesota. I, I do love P.J. Fleck. But I love the fact that the spread's at 14. I mean, come on. This is Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, they have a new quarterback. I don't really know much about this quarterback, but it's still Ohio State. I trust that this quarterback is going to be able to run the potent offense that Ryan Day is able to run. When you have the spread at 14 against a Minnesota team that underperformed last year, 
that's a lock for me. So put it in. That's a lock. Both of y'all, both of y'all locks. Dope. Yep. I think it's almost like it's it, like it's too low. Like it mm-hmm. seems like this game should be like minus twenty four and a half or something I, like that. I would have gone twenty one. Yeah, maybe twenty one and a half. Mm. I'm looking at these other games. I'm trying to see if I see any for sure locks because this is a very tempting one. I see a couple go, but this is it's a conference game. Minnesota, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if PJ Fleck had a good Minnesota team, but. Also, I, I'm with you guys on this one. I think I'm gonna go ahead and make this a lock as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the trend and we're, peer we're, pressure. Yeah, it's peer pre- It's not peer pressure. I think I think we just all see see the writing on the wall. Ohio State. Well, be good. I almost want to take my lock away if that's the case. I mean, Jesus. I want to have a soundbite for like lock agreement. Like we're all in in complete complete agreement on this one. We got to call it something. We can't say lock unity because that's what uh, 24, the 24-7, the Cover 3 podcast does. That's a free plug for you guys. Now, now Minnesota's going to win that football game now. That's all I know. <laughs> no, no, too late. That's We're why, all losing money. That's why it's a lock. That's why it's a lock. Anyway, all right. Bowling Green at Tennessee. How are we thinking Tennessee is doing this year? Um, uh, Joe Milton was named the starting quarterback of Tennessee. And uh, like today remember, or yesterday, right? Yeah, they named today. him recently. It was today, I think. Mm-hmm. I think and, it's uh, I remember Joe Milton's one of his appearances at Michigan. I was at the game against Florida when he came in for like two minutes because Florida was kicking the shit out of him. Uh, I will say it's a 35 and a half spread. I'm not taking that. Mm-mm. I'm not taking that. I, I don't know this Tennessee team. I this ten, Tennessee could either be really, really, really good for six games and then fall apart, or they're just going to be bad from the get go. So I, I'm when you when you open the year against Bowling Green at 35 and a half, I think I would take Bowling Green, but even still, Tennessee could be good. So I, it's not enough for me to put anything on it. I'm not. I'm passing on this one. Josh Heupel, that's the, that's the coach. He was at UCF before, right? Yep. Yeah, right. He's, I, I don't believe in him at all. I think he kind of lucked into this job. I think he took Scott Frost's team and did below average, below what a regular, an average coach would have done with those teams. I don't think Tennessee should be favored by 35 and a half against anybody. So are we saying Scott Frost is good now? And I mean, I think Scott Frost was good at UCF. I don't think anybody can be good at Nebraska. Um, but I mean, I know nothing about Bowling Green. Maybe they're just the worst team in the history of college football. I, I don't know. But like I said, I don't know if Tennessee should be fair by 35 and a half against anybody. I wouldn't touch this game, but if I did, I'd take Bowling Green. Hey, Davis, where, where's Bowling Green? Uh, Ohio. Is it? Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. Uh, no, Kentucky. Kentucky. No, I thought West, Western Kentucky's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs> I, I think they're in Kentucky. Kentucky. Hold on. I've, 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 driven, I've driven through Bowling Green before. I've stayed in Bowling Green. Me too. But it's I'm a, pretty sure Western Kentucky is there. It's 100% Kentucky. I just asked you just so I could use this soundbite. Hold on. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up. No, 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 no. He has to use the soundbite now. He has to use the soundbite now. L- look it up. Look it up. All right, Bowling Green State University. 
State. This is not the Bowling Green State. Is yeah, we're we're talking about Bowling Green, the Bowling Green Falcons, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bowling Green State Falcons. Let me confirm. All right, Bowling Green State. Their mascot is the Falcons. They're in the they're in the Mac, the Maction. Mm-hmm. They are located in Bowling Green, Ohio. What? Google no that shit. Google that shit. Yeah. I googled it. Wow. I always thought they were in Kentucky. There's a Bowling Green, Kentucky, for sure. For sure there is. There is, and that's where Western Kentucky is located. Well, Robert, you and I drove through Bowling Green. You know know Ohio and Kentucky touch, so it's very very close. It's okay. And and fun fact, (laughs) Bowling Green, Kentucky is where the Corvette factory is located. I only know that because of my dad. Nice. Okay, well, moving on, we were wrong. We should, uh, you, we'll have, you, we'll a, you both owe me a million dollars now. No, that's fine. That's fine. I never I, agreed to that. I'm wrecking up a debt. You're Robert. You're really in debt right now. Yep. All right. Arizona State uh, hosts Southern Utah. We're covering them because they're in the top 25. So I, they're going to beat the brakes off of Southern Utah. Southern Utah lost really bad this past week to San Jose State, 45-14. I don't see it being any different with Arizona State. What's the spread? You want, you want to know the spread on this game? I don't think uh, – There probably they, isn't one. They don't have one. No, yeah. there is not, no. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not even looking at this. I mean, Arizona State, for sure. Yep, okay. Joey. Go home. Yeah, yeah, go home. Go Devils. All right. Next day, Friday, we haven't even got to college football Saturday yet. We got a very, very interesting North Carolina at Virginia Tech game. That's your opener for that Friday, this Friday. I kind of like uh, Virginia Tech. I think North Carolina's a little overrated. They lost a lot of talent last year. Uh, they're two running backs just to start, um, both NFL draft picks. Um, I think it's one of those teams that's getting rated very highly just because of their quarterback, and they will all year. All year. Sam Howell's good. I mean, there's no, no doubt about it. He's going to be awesome. If he has a good team around him, he'd be a high-swing contender. I just don't know if this is the team. Um, Public money is on North Carolina, minus five and a half. I'd probably take Virginia Tech. So, I am – this one's a tough one. It really is because uh, North Carolina, I gave them way too much credit last year. And then Florida State beat them. Oh. Look, I mean, Florida State was a garbage team, but they beat them. I mean, that's – Florida State can walk away from their season saying, we beat a top five team. And they did right. that in North Carolina. And really, North Carolina was an awful team last year. Sam Howell is the number two overall prospect, I think, in all of college football right now. Like, they're thinking he's going to be a top five draft pick after his junior year. So, I love Mac Brown. I think wherever he coaches, that team is going to be good. I, I – I think that when you play at Virginia Tech, though, it's always going to be difficult. That's a hell of an atmosphere to play football at. But at five and a half, I love this Tar Heel team. I just don't love it enough to lock it in right now. I do have the Tar Heels winning. I think they're going to cover the spread, but not enough for me to lock it in. Mm. 
Okay, right. I know where you're going. I know where That's you're right. going. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Can you feel it coming? It's going to be at night, Virginia Tech. I'm getting chills right now. I'm getting chills right now. A top that is 10, the best interesting A top 10 team is coming to town. Facing the Hokies. Opening week college football. What's gonna happen? We gotta let it play through. We gotta let it play through. We don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Hokies here. I'm going to Hokies just because it's week one. I still believe in North Carolina, but I think I think I'm with Joey on this one. I like I like Virginia Tech a lot, and I like that it's opening week and it's at Virginia Tech. If this was at North Carolina, I'd give it to North Carolina. But the crowd's going to be full. I do believe the crowd's going to be it's going to be full capacity. It's going to be yep. popping. I'm going for this is also Justin Fuente's last stand. I mean, if he doesn't do anything this year, he might be looking for a new job. All right. That was fun. Justin Fuente has been at Virginia Tech for a while, and he has not really – I don't think he's exceeded any expectations. But he's certainly under – he's underperformed. If North Carolina loses Underperformed. It's not – yeah, I agree. If North Carolina loses this game, though, it's not over. Right, and I no. All they gotta do is uh, make the ACC championship beat Clemson, and they're in the playoff. Look, look, man, that's gonna be rough. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. You know, when I say it's not over, I mean I'm just saying I'm not saying you're gonna beat Clemson and we'll go to the national championship or nothing. North Carolina. When's the last time North Carolina's been to a national championship? I don't think ever since I've been alive, at least, and maybe even before that. I don't know. Since and, Tyler Hansborough's played for him. You got a smile on your face like I shouldn't like I shouldn't <laughs> believe you in whatever you're saying. You don't know who Tyler Hansborough is? Huh? No. Who is Tyler Hansborough? Basketball. Basketball. Come on, Robert. Well, you should say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's played for North Carolina. Yeah, but he played, he won a national championship with them. Come on. It, yeah. If this is any if this is anything like we're talking about championships, Virginia Tech is one of two schools to never win a national championship in any sport. Wow, wow. Mississippi so, State uh, squashed so that. Yeah, Mississippi State did squash that. That is true. They got the baseball this year. All right, yep. let's go see if any other games are exciting on Friday. No, I like Charlotte. You like Charlotte and over Duke. Duke. You, you like Charlotte over Duke? Just a win, yeah. Not uh, locking it in, but I do. Yeah. Right. Charlotte was a decent football team last year. Uh, I like Northwestern over Michigan State. Michigan State's at Northwestern. Um, I just like that because Northwestern's strength and conditioning coach breaks it, man, on the sideline. So I like I like him a lot. Uh, let's go to the first real Saturday, week one of college football. You guys, you guys ready for this? I'm so ready for this. All right, we're opening up first game, one of the first games. Number two, Oklahoma at Tulane. Am I reading that right? Why is it at it, Tulane? So it's at Tulane, but it's actually at 
It's going to be, the game is going to be played in Oklahoma because of the hurricane that just took place. Oh, it's going to be, it's at Tulane. Um, Was it supposed to be home team? Was it supposed to be at Tulane anyway? It was supposed to be played in New Orleans at Tulane stadium. Wow. So it it looks like they're playing it at Oklahoma stadium. They're playing it in Norman. Yeah. This is, this is Tulane at, (laughs) this is Tulane at Oklahoma. Yeah. They, they, (laughs) And it's all because of the hurricane. Either way, they were going to play it. Even if they played at Tulane, it's going to be an Oklahoma ass kicking. Mm -hmm. It's Tulane. (laughs) When the hell, last time Tulane had a good football team, I think was in the 1940s. No, they had a good. They 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 had a good team last year for like American solid defense. Solid for for AAC. (laughs) Oklahoma. I'm I'm. Not buying in Oklahoma because I don't buy into big. Tw- I don't. I don't buy into Big Twelve teams. I just that's against my philosophy. I don't do that. That's why I never gamble on Big Twelve teams. So uh, you got to gamble on the over. Look, yeah, though it's, no, it's. I don't bet. I don't even bet the over on Big Twelve teams. Well, actually, I, in a way, yes, I do because they tend to score a lot of points. They're just terrible when it comes to the spread. So minus thirty-five and a half consensus pick yeah i mean i could see them i can see them making that and especially since they are technically playing at home i'm not liking it though i've got my teams in mind all right oklahoma by a million yeah spencer rattler is not very good though we're all there all right Uh, i'm giving spencer rattler some credit i think he's so i think he is really good yeah i'm i didn't mean to let that one slide joey i think spencer rattler is really good i think this oklahoma team's gonna at least make the playoff this year that that's my bet, my bet. Also, Rattler apparently is like the number one overall prospect. They're thinking mm. he'll be a number one overall pick in the draft. Mm. Bust. I'm not giving him that much credit right now. <laughs> Joey's just casually making drink bust. Right. He's like, I'm going to drink that. <laughs> uh, we get our first uh, ranked matchup of the season, Penn State at Wisconsin. Shout out to my old roommate, AK, the Wisconsin uh, our former Big Ten reporter. It looks like Wisconsin is favorite minus five and a half. It's at home in Camp Randall. Will they be jumping? It does, it's not cold yet in Madison, Wisconsin, so they might might not even need to jump. Keep warm. They're just going to jump for fun. Well, fuck yeah, they're going to be jumping. And so would I. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, I don't think they should be ranked 19. I don't think they should be ranked. But I'm only saying that because of the season they had last year. Now, maybe they, I think they have a lot of players returning, and maybe that's why they think that 19 is suitable for them. And they did finish strong enough, but I still don't know why they're ranked. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Well, now, they opened up 0 and 4, right? And then they, they had yeah. a four game win streak. And, uh, what, and they lost their last game to Iowa. Wisconsin lost their last three. I think Penn State was like the number five team in the nation to open up the season, and then they lost the first four games, which I think is like the first time they've ever done that. Mm-hmm. And then they come into the season ranked nineteenth. I love. I, I, I maybe I don't love it. I, I just really like. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I sound like uh, Lou Holtz in the background, but. <laughs> Did he just walk into your apartment or something? 
Dude, I, I wish I'd have a great time with Colts. We tug dog, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, no, I, I like Wisconsin uh, at 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 five at five and a half. I, I'm, I, I think they'll win by a touchdown at least. Uh, I thought I thought probably longer than I should have, but I think that Wisconsin's going to win this ball game. They're at home. They're at Camp Randall's. Five and a half. I'm locking this one in. They're covering the spread. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, warn any viewers watching this. I'm going to stay away from this game. Uh, Betting-wise, I'm not touching it because Penn State's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. And and you think they don't know what happened last year? They, they know how bad they were last year compared to the expectations to where they wanted to be. I think Penn State plays them tough. They might even win the game. I, I think I have Penn State winning this game. And so I'm not going to – I'm just going to stay away from it because I could also see Wisconsin winning the game. Because hey, it's hey, Robert, all this. you're making this a split decision mm-hmm. because I'm all over Penn State in this game. I think for last year, for established programs, throw it out the window. Like, you, you can't take anything from last year. Like it was just like and established programs for all programs, really for, for for the most part. Throw it all out the window. I think Penn State's coming into this game. They're trying to prove a point. James Franklin is an awesome coach. He really is. He's gonna have his team ready for it. He's that all year to prepare for it. Like you said, they have a chip on their shoulder. Public money is on Wisconsin, which for those of you who aren't gambling people, the public's stupid. Most people know that. The public's dumb. They're they're bad betting put your money on Penn State even if they don't win the game they're going to keep it within five and a half it's going to be a close game down to the wire it's probably going to be a field goal to win and I think Penn State wins but they at least cover five and a half lock that shit in whoa wow he locked it in all right we we all got two two locks so 10 at plus five and a half I love it all right Onward, March. And that I want to watch this game because I think it's going to be a really good game. But anyway, we got to move on. Got to move on. All right. Um, Western Michigan at Michigan. Could we see an Appalachian State situation back in 07? Maybe, maybe not. Harbaugh uh, on the hot seat this year, obviously. I think we all would agree with that. I still think Michigan comes away with the opening win here. <clears throat> Kentucky. Kentucky hosts uh, – I was about to say Colgate, <laughs> but UL Monroe. Uh, UL Monroe could get Kentucky, but I'm going to go with Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> the, every single week, every single week, is, we got to pick the Kentucky game. I don't know if I'm going Kentucky minus 31, and a half, 31 but I'll, I'll go Kentucky. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, Kentucky. All right. Um, Stanford at Kansas State. I don't fucking um, know. Weird know. line, huh? Mm. What is the line? Minus two, two and a half, Kansas State. Two and a half, bro. I would think Stanford would be uh, favored just, you know, off the top of my head. Again, these are two teams are. I didn't watch. It says no, they are favored. I have Kansas State favored. Yeah, Kansas State minus two and a half. Is favorite, but it, it above in the ESPN in the matchup predictor. 
Fifty-six percent going going to. Yeah, Max predictor is the public though. That's stupid. I'm going to take Vegas. Vegas says Kansas State's favored. That seems like a sucker one. It seems like it's tr- they're trying to make you take Stanford. So I'm going to take Kansas State, even though I'm not going to lock it in. So it means nothing. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I'll go with Kansas State just because they're at home, and I don't know much about Stanford. I think Kansas State had a pretty good team last year. I know we can't go off of last year or anything, but that's all we have to go off of. This is week one, and then we can adjust from there. Um. Nebraska gets a win this week with Fordham coming in. Scott Frost gets a little room to breathe if he's not fired by by Saturday. Hey, fun fact about that. Fun, fun fact about this game. Nebraska has the longest sellout streak in the nation. Um, if they do not sell out this game against Fordham, guess who has the second longest sellout streak in the nation? Uh, can't be Florida State. It's Fordham. Florida? Fordham. Fordham. Fordham? The team they're playing. Wow. So, Fordham fans, don't come to this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do not come to this game. Buy your tickets and then try to sell them online and then make them outrageously expensive. So, you can there take you the go. title for most streaks. That's crazy. Yeah. Fordham, that, that is a crazy stat, Joey. That was – wow. Wow. You're welcome. Um, yeah. That's the kind of stats we live for here on College Football Extravaganza. Anyway, uh, Fresno State at Oregon, very interesting, but I'm taking Oregon. If you were listening to us last year, I had Oregon going to the College Football Playoff, but they didn't quite make it there. With uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he was a former Florida recruit. I've followed him throughout his whole college football career. He is a monster. He is a Heisman candidate. He's going to have at least a billion sacks this season. I think Oregon trounces Fresno. Maybe not trounce. Fresno State's a pretty good team. I watched them play a little I, bit. Yeah, against UConn. It doesn't matter. I watched them play last year. The quarterback's very good. It, I, okay, so look at, even it? look at the spread. What, what's 20 and a half points. Uh, that's a lot against a Fresno team that did look really good. I actually, if, 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 we're, if it comes down to me just taking the points, I, I like Fresno. Uh, I'm not liking it. I'm, I'm, I know where I'm saving my last pick, but I, I like Fresno to cover the spread. Oregon will win the game, but if I'm uh, if I'm in Biloxi next weekend, I'm putting some money on Fresno State. I like Oregon to cover. You like Oregon to cover? I I like Fresno State. I like Fresno State with the points. I think Oregon's going to win the game. Um, I'm not going to lock it in though. I'm not going to lock it in because I want to I want to see how Fresno does. Oh, I want to lock it in so bad, but I'm not. All right. Lock it in, bitch. Nope, not going to do it. Uh, we're going to skip down a little bit, save some time. Alabama at Miami. We're not at Miami. This is a neutral site game. In, uh, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Basically an Alabama home game. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's Miami true. doesn't have any fans, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't travel well. They don't. They don't travel to their they own state. They don't travel well. to their own stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I am. I am. Um, I am not taking any kind of money or any kind of uh, gamble on this kind of game. Alabama's going to win, and they'll probably blow Miami out. I, I really do like De'Aaron King at the same time. And I hope he can have a decent year. 
God, that guy's been in college football for like six years now, literally, literally six years. He's been in college football forever. Mm-hmm. Like, let this last year be his last year. He'll pro- he could go to the pros, honestly, and maybe play quarterback. At the very least, be a good slot receiver. I I want this for Derek King. Alabama's gonna win, and I think that's why I'm not locking it in. Is that he's gonna play his damn heart out and keep it semi close. Mm-hmm. So I can't take Alabama. I can't take Miami. I, I just think Miami. I think Alabama's gonna win. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I, I this is gonna be a lock for me. You can probably guess which side it's gonna go. Derek King feasts on bad teams. He really does. Like he he demolishes them. He did. I watched him do a lot of teams last year. Hell, he did at FSU last year. But against good teams, he folds. And that last year, Miami was a defensive team. Their defense was really good last year. They lost those guys that was on that that were on that defense. Alabama's going to implode Miami. And all there's always hope that Miami's back. Miami's back. Miami's back. Miami, you know, they do live in the state. Of, uh, they are in the state of Florida. They're a small school, though. They're stadiums away from the school. They might be one of those teams that can never make it back. They might be with that Nebraska type, being a private school, you know. I, I don't know if this is the nail in the coffin and the Miami's back, but it, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a blowout. My, Alabama's going to absolutely, like, blow Miami out of the field. It's not going to be pretty. Derek King's going to wish he didn't play football anymore after this game. Uh, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback like Davis does. I think he could play a different position there because he's just awesome. He's an awesome athlete. But I'm locking Alabama in minus 18 and a half. It's, it's, it's going to get ugly. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not making this a lock, contrary to popular belief, because I do like Miami. I like – where the direction the program's headed, unlike Joey. I think, however, they may have rushed Derek King getting back and being 100% healthy. I don't know if we're going to see Derek King at 100% this week. Although they're saying he is, he's coming back from a very, very terrible, uh, I think, was it an ACL injury in the bowl yep. game against Oklahoma State? So that was just during the bowl season. And Alabama's, you know, always good. They're reloading, and you don't ever want to bet bet against them on week one. So that is why I'm not making this a lot. But I do think if De'Aaron King is healthy, that this game's a lot closer than the experts believe, and that earns Joey. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, Not so fast, my friend. That's what's going to happen. I I, I don't see Miami winning the game, but I see it being close at least in the first half. I I just completely disagree with that. Okay. Um, Cincinnati, team we were referring to earlier, going to make a spoiler. Are they going to make a spoiler appearance in college football playoff this year? We don't know. They host Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks, the other Miami, all the way up in Ohio. This team is not in Kentucky. (laughs) Anyway, um, I got Cincinnati here. Cincinnati has a great defense. They have a great quarterback in Desmond Ritter, and the line's 23. I'm locking – this is my lock. This is my final lock. I'm spending it on Cincinnati because I'm going to be a Cincinnati homer this year. I like them a lot this year. Yeah, I like Cincinnati too. If a team is going to make the college football play, 
matchup that's in the in the group of five. It's got to be Cincinnati. It's got to be this year. Um, they have, I think, they have two Power Five opponents on their non-conference schedule. They got to win both of those games. One of them's against Indiana, and what, I don't know who the other one's against. So I have to look up the schedule, but I think it's a high. It might be Notre Dame, and which is a winnable game if if it is. Um, it but is. they're gonna win. Yeah, there you go. I think they can win that game. Notre Dame's breaking in a new quarterback. They're breaking in a guy from Wisconsin who couldn't throw the ball, which is, yeah, finding a guy in Wisconsin to throw the ball is pretty hard anyway. But um, Cincinnati minus 23, I think it's good. It, it, it's a good bet. Um, Luke Fickle, think about this, though. Harbaugh has a bad year. Luke Fickle, an Ohio State guy. Harbaugh gets canned. Ryan Day stays at Ohio State because where is he going to go? Michigan yeah. go after the Ohio State guy, Luke Fickle. That could be interesting. That could uh, be, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. a great – that's actually a great pick. Joey, you're uh, killing it tonight. Luke, Luke Fickle, by the way, he is due for a premier coaching job. He's been at Cincinnati for a little while, which has been a great thing for that program because they absolutely – in an in, in, in expanded playoff format, Cincinnati deserves to be in the playoff contention. As a matter of fact, Cincinnati – how the hell are they not in the Big Ten? They should be in the Big Ten. They absolutely under the ACC. No, don't go. <laughs> They're in Big Ten territory. I've already had this written out in my mind how we should reconfigure things if you want to keep the Big Twelve alive. You know, get rid of Nebraska, put them back in the Big Twelve, and then add Cincinnati. But that's neither here or there. We can get to that conversation at another time. In the meantime, though, Cincinnati, I love this team. I love what they can do this year. Uh, I think, yes, they could beat Notre Dame, but we'll get there when we get there. I, in an expanded playoff format, think that this team is a playoff team. I think as long as you keep it four teams, though, you're not going to include Cincinnati. They just need a tougher schedule. Uh, but uh, I think they're going to win this ballgame. I'm not using my lock yet, though. That is, th- this is the year, though. They, like Joey said, they have a tough, they have a tougher schedule than normal with Notre Dame on there, with UCF on there. And with that, just American no, conference. No way. I'm not buying Notre Dame being on your schedule as a reason for you having a tougher schedule. No way. Notre Dame has been riding that coattail for 10 years now. They've had, under Brian Kelly, decent years. And they've gone to the national championship once. They've gone to the playoffs, what, two or three times. Playing teams that by name are big, but schedule-wise weren't strong at all. They also but, have but an Indiana team. They also have an Indiana on the schedule with Mike. Yeah, Mike and Indiana. That's probably the next thing we're going to talk about. You've got to have these Power Five games on their your schedule if you're a Group of Five team. Like you have to have multiple on on your schedule, and they have it this year. So that's the point. If they go undefeated this year, if they have a really good game, beat Indiana by more than ten points. If they beat Notre Dame by a touchdown or more. And they're undefeated, and there's a one law. Every other team in the uh, there, there's not four power undefeated power five teams ahead of them. I think they're in the playoff, man. No, they're not though, because they have to be in a tougher conference. Real or not real coaches that will be at their current school. Wait, is that is that me or I, I have some next audio playing? That's the season. So Hold on, not real. damn it! <laughs> Come on, people. Bruh. Boo, Davis. Anyway. So, um, yeah, I yeah. think I think I'm I'm with Joey on this one. I think if they go undefeated and given the right circumstances, they're in the playoff. They got snubbed last year. Look, and they played Georgia very very close. 
should have won the ball game. Georgia won and by, t- and by a game-winning field goal. The playoff committee is going to remember that Georgia game. They should have beaten Georgia team. I have a damn money line on them on that Georgia team. That was a yeah. heartbreaking game. Yeah, yeah, it was. I just – they were playing it on the SEC Network the other day. I caught the last second half of it. I was like, damn, they should have won. Should have won. Anyway. Yep. Moving on to Indiana, like we were saying, Indiana, Michael Penix Jr. playing a very good Iowa team at Iowa with the pink locker rooms. If you don't know, Iowa likes to paint their visiting locker rooms pink, so it uh, subdues the away team before every single game. They're not very excited to go out out to the field after being in that baby pink locker room for about a few hours. I want Indiana to win. I really do. And I'm going to pick Indiana because I already used all three of my locks. So I might as well pick them. Yeah, this is an honorable mention lock for me. Uh, Indiana plus three and a half. I really, I really do like them. Uh, I think Iowa is the same team every year. Uh, a team is probably correct. That's probably where they are every year. About, about the right spot. But I, I just like Indiana. I think they got a really good coach. I think he's going to be one of the next guys to go somewhere. It might not be this year. It might be the next year. But I think they're really more of a top 15 team. Um, and I, I, I think they win this game. Um, I think the three and a half is just a plus. So, uh, mm-hmm. Indiana. All right. We're going to have to make some quick picks to save some time here. So, Davis, do you have anything to say about the Indiana-Iowa uh, game? Uh, yeah, I, Iowa at home is always strong. Um, they're going to cover the spread. I'm not locking them at this point because I do think it's going to be a close game, but Iowa is always strong at home. So I like Iowa. All right. I think awesome. me and Davis can do a first take like podcast because I think everything we say we disagree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Can, I, mean, I mean, this is it. Yeah, we fight, we fight here every week. You, usually, it's, usually it's me and Davis versus you, but I think – you and I have had some agreement, which is odd to start the season off. We'll see how the rest of the Especially with that red hair you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's turning more brown, and maybe maybe you'll grow fonder of me whenever I have gray and brown hair like yourself. Anyway, Iowa State ranked number seven. They're playing Northern Iowa, so I don't really care about this game too much, but I just want to ask you about the rank. Do you think it's fair that they're ranked number seven? Do you think they should be higher, lower, uh- I, yeah, I absolutely think it's fair. Uh, they have their quarterback coming back, Matt Campbell. I'm actually I, – I love Matt Campbell for the fact that he is staying at Iowa State. It seems to me like he believes he can win a championship at that school. They are in a position to where if they have a good year this year, if they – let's just throw this out there. If they finished undefeated – and that's a, that's a very hard if, but if they finished undefeated, they would most certainly be a playoff team. Hmm. So I love Matt Campbell. I love their quarterback. I think they're going to have a really good year. I'm not going to worry about this, this spread by any means. I don't even think there is a spread on this game. There's not. Yeah, there, there is. It's, it's too much of a, a nothing matchup. But I, I, I love Iowa State this year. Matt Campbell staying at Iowa State until uh, the Michigan job comes open. I think he is the shoe in for the Michigan job. The Luke Fickle thing was a pipe dream. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to be awesome. He might be one of the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Iowa uh, State. I, 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 I like him a lot this year, too. Just a really quick blurb. Uh, at some point, there's got to be more coaches that decide to stay at those smaller name schools. And that's, it's, I think it's a little unfair to call Iowa State a smaller name school. 
but I only say that because they could win a championship because they're in the right conference and they play the right people. So yeah. you win a championship at a school like, or if you have an opportunity, I mean, Iowa state has a higher chance than Cincinnati. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Campbell yeah. could win a championship at yeah. Iowa state. And I, I, agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's all I, I, was I agree too. And I think whenever you look at Cincinnati, the only thing missing is that power five conference, like they should be in the ACC or the big 10 mm-hmm. because Cincinnati itself is a big city. I've been there, you know, multiple times. And why? Why? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> go up there for the fried chicken. Anyway, they, the they got a, they, yeah, in the Skyline Chili. They got a pro football team there, they got a pro baseball team. It's a big city. They have the revenue to create a, a big football program at the school. And they have a good academic school, so it's good for recruiting. So there's no reason why Cincinnati can't build a good program with a coach that stays there for a long time. Uh, all right. Louisiana at Texas. Quick picks. I like Louisiana by eight. I like Louisiana to win the game. Wow. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Texas. I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to do a great job at Texas after uh, sitting on, under Nick Saban's tutelage. It's his first year. I do like Louisiana, though, but I, I think it's bold. I think that's a bold pick. Man, Joey, you are you are smoking something this show. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, man. Uh, why am I disagreeing with you so much in this show? Oh, yeah, the first year coach Steve Sarkeesian. You think he's going to beat Louisiana? Texas State—they've stunk for the last ten years. Look, look, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I think Texas is all of a sudden Texas. I literally started the show by talking about the comparisons of Texas and Nebraska and how those are two powerhouse schools that have these sort of expectations and Texas gets somewhat close, but never meets it. Nebraska just flat out doesn't meet it. Texas, I think is going to be a decent team. Do I think they're going to compete for a championship? Although I do think that every year they have the ability to do that. I don't think, you you know, that Sam Ellinger graduated. What? Sam Ellinger graduated. You know Sam Ellinger graduated, right? Yes, the only person who kept him in games last year, he's not at the school anymore. And, and you know what? They're starting a redshirt freshman. Apparently, the other quarterback they have on the roster is going to play as well. I can't remember either. Oh, name. so they have two quarterbacks. You know what that happens when you have two quarterbacks? You don't have one. And they have a, they have a new head coach. So that I, seems like a recipe for success. I think that it's a recipe to beat Louisiana. Louisiana's a good team. What do you think about Louisiana? It doesn't matter what you think. And it doesn't because we're moving on. We're moving on from this one. I told you it was quick. Dude, you are just queuing up. We got time. We don't have time for this bullshit because there are a bunch of good matchups. So when I say quick picks, we got to go quick. All right. I got to skip that one. Florida Atlantic. USC by more than 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. USC USC beats San Jose State, even though San Jose State looked good this week. I like USC. You like USC? Davis, you like USC? Yep. All right. Onward. Skip that one. Florida host Florida Atlantic, the Owls. This is the second time they're hosting. Well, technically, no. No, wait. This is the second time Florida's playing a Willie Tiger team. First time they're hosting a Willie Tiger team because – No, they played Willie Tiger in game two. There was a there he was there was an interim coach. It was the interim coach. 
Oh, it was. You're right. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, Willie Tiger makes his return with his terrible uh, screen to the left, screen to the right, two hops this time offense. And Florida wins by a mile. Florida's going to be very, very good on offense. We're getting back to the Dan Mullen roots, the spread run, kind of kind of like Dak Prescott. And I'm curious to see what Anthony Richardson does as a swap in, a swap out. Also, Florida got a transfer in today from Auburn, Tyrone Truesdale. Big, huge motherfucker. And he puts your hands on you, you just, just fall down because you don't want to fall on you. So defense, if if the D lines sure it up like like it looks like it is, I think Florida has a way better year on defense. We'll just have to worry about the secondary, but not enough for Florida Atlantic to win. Yeah, I mean, I I have Florida winning, and I'm I had a I had a a conversation with a guy who is not a Florida fan, but. We, you know, we had a conversation. He's like, he was asking me, like, legitimately, like, what do you think the Gators are going to do this year? I'm like, man, I don't know. I just, I really don't know what the Gators are going to do this year. They disappointed me so much last year. And the fact that we were awesome. Kyle Trask was phenomenal. And then all of a sudden LSU happened. And I just, and then of course we got our asses absolutely handed to us by Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Alabama, after Alabama's game, even I was like, dude, we put up 45 points against Alabama. Like we actually, we, it actually came down to the last drive. Although it didn't really feel like that. It came down to the last drive against Alabama. Like this Florida team really was, I thought something special last year. And yet we fell so short. Well, look, it, it, it was all the defense. It was all the secondary. I mean, of course. We had, we had literally one of the worst defenses. We went from having one of the best to one of the worst in one year. And it sucks because that year is the year you have the best offense. You got a Heisman contender at quarterback and at tight end in Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. But look, um, that Oklahoma game, I, I even heard Paul Feinbaum roast this guy who was calling in who was saying Oklahoma wasn't that good. I didn't agree with the guy, but I also didn't agree with Paul Feinbaum whenever he said, who did they beat the last, last game of the season? Because Florida had about 22 players opt out or sit out of that game or with injuries. That was not the same Florida team that played. Sounds out. like a good excuse. I I mean it, it I is mean, it is all of our key players. Of course, it didn't help that Trask threw like three interceptions in in his last game. And that's why I think the guy was wrong too, because I think Oklahoma has a stellar defense coming back this year and a very explosive offense. Listen, this is what I was going to say about this game, but I won't. I'm not going to say this about this game, but this is how, what I would have thought about it if I did say this, but I'm not going to. I wish this game is when the Taliban would return and they drive a plane into it, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Well, they got a whole uh, bunch I, of them to do it now. They could probably do it to a whole bunch of stadiums. Well, that, that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tune into Lucha uh, of Liberty. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I hate I hate both these teams. It'd be hilarious if Willie Taggart beat Florida, to be honest with you. Um, that's all I'd say. FSU is still paying Willie Taggart to coach another football team. Uh, how much are y'all paying Will Muschamp or, or what's his fucking name? Mikel Wayne. We got to be done paying McElwain. I think we're the, the shark humper. The, sh- the shark humper. <laughs> yeah, I, will say, I will say that Will Muschamp is my hero. He's my hero. You know why? Because 
I don't know how many people get fired and yet are owed millions of dollars. <laughs> for not doing the job right. Nope, and yet nope. he's quick picks. Quick picks. Nope, nope, not allowing it. Quick picks. All right. Moving on. Uh, Texas A&M, that's a win. Kent State, Washington, win. Anyone got, if you have anything to say, just stop me. Like, if you want to say something about a player or – I don't hate Kent State plus 28-and-a-half. Texas A&M ain't going to blow anyone out just because Jimbo Fisher. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to get Sunday, man. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I, I can't hit Sunday without talking about LSU at UCLA, seeing how, that Chip Kelly team um, actually winning a game in good fashion. It looks like they have a run game. I really like LSU this year. I really like LSU this year, and it's going to be a tough pick. I'm going to go with LSU. I think LSU gets the win against UCLA. But UCLA's got that first game under their belt, and they yep. look really, really good. I want to see. I, I want to watch this game. I think LSU is the second biggest question mark team this season. Um, minus three and a half just says it. If this was a normal year, or with like with all the question marks going on in LSU, the quarterback play. The guys who've been leaving the team, the cloud surrounding it with the, the accusations against Ed Orgeron, I think the spread says it all. Minus three and a half, minus three, just three. They should they should be favored by 21, 17, 14, something like that. Minus three, that just shows that Vegas has no idea what's going on. And I don't either. I would normally take LSU in this game, but I would I'm not gonna touch it. I think it, Max it, Johnson is a stud. Doug Johnson's a son. That guy, he, he could be a Heisman finalist come, come towards the end of the season or next season. I'm not going to discredit Max Johnson, but I will say if, if UCLA didn't have their game they had last week, this isn't a three spread. So uh, I, I don't want to touch this game right now um, because, yeah, UCLA had a good game. But LSU, even going to the Rose Bowl, they are going to come in a different team from last year. I, 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 I like this team. I don't love them. It's not a Joe Burrow-led team by any means. I also don't – I'm not buying into UCLA. So, I like LSU, but I'm not, I'm not putting any locks down. That's fine. All right. Onward. Uh, I like BYU versus Arizona. Arizona yep. hasn't been good in a yep. while. Even though we're missing um, Zach Wilson, I still like BYU. Thumbs up. Nice. All right. Moving on to Sunday. We got a Sunday matchup because pro football isn't here yet. So Florida State and Doak Campbell uh, host the number nine Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. I really think Florida State is going to be a good team this year. I like Mike Norvell. I like what he's doing with the offense. It seems like the kids are buying in. I also do really, really like Notre Dame. I like their run game. Not so much their quarterback. Um, looks like – I I don't think there's a spread up yet. I can't there's, see it. It's my, minus seven and a half Notre Dame. There, there, there we go. Minus seven and a half Notre Dame. Um, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. My locks are all – all dished out, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'm going to take Florida State to cover that. I think Notre Dame gets it by a field goal. So, 
I, Joe, I know you're going to have thoughts on this game for sure, but I just want to go ahead and say, Rudy, get that lock button ready. Because <laughs> doing so much stretching over there. Oh, I need so, a stretch. I'll hit you with the fart number two. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's in I don't know what's in this beer. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it was the dinner I had. Maybe it's the feelings I have running through. I think no I I, I really think that I, I almost said Notre Dame. I think Florida State is gonna cover this spread. Mm. I think that they're I, – I really think any team could win this ball game, And the reason why I think any team could win this ball game is because I don't buy into Notre Dame this year at all. Like, I don't buy into them whatsoever. McKenzie Milton start. Correct me no, if I'm not. McKenzie Milton No, start. he's not. No, he's not. Jordan Travis is going to start. I like Jordan Travis. You know what? I don't care. I don't care that Jordan <laughs> Travis is hey, uh, hey. going to start. I, was, there's that, was that Bobby Bowden? R.I.P. to Bobby Bowden, by the way. I think so. Oh, man, you know R.I.P. to Bobby Bowden. It's the last time that Notre Dame and Florida State played at Florida State. I was there. It was a hell of a game. Uh, Jameis looked like shit most of the game, but in the fourth quarter, he came through. And there was a bullshit pass interference call in the end zone against Notre Dame, whatever. That was a legit call. It was bullshit. No, that was legit. I, I was at I was at the game. That was definitely a pick. I, I was at that game too. It was bullshit, I thought. But you know, that's because I was wearing I was I was rooting for Notre Dame. But I just so happened to sit with some ATO FSUs and we were still friends. But I, I'm I'm loving this Florida State team with this spread in this Notre Dame team. At home, Sunday night, spotlights on them. I'm locking it in. Florida State's covering the spread. Do they get the win though? Uh, no. I think it's going to be a field goal game. So same as me. Okay, I I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go. I'm going to change my pick. I think Florida State gets the win by a field goal instead of Notre Dame getting the win by a field goal, just because it's the first game since Bobby Bowden's passed, and his spirit is going to be watching over the stadium that is what i truly believe that'd be great um so florida state i said like two seconds ago lsu is the second most unpredictable team of the season florida state is the number one they released a depth chart this morning and of the starting 22 uh, mike norvell lists a lot of oars for starters nine to 11 of the starters are going to be transfer players and a lot of them are going to be first-year transfer players. And if you go down to the starting 22, that number increases exponentially. So we, we really have no idea what this team's going to look like. When, when, like, this is probably the first time that a big-name school has this many transfer players on its roster. I mean, well, it is to start a real season. I mean, because this transfer rule just came into effect when we had COVID last year. So how quickly do these guys acclimate? How quickly do these guys buy in? How quickly do these guys learn the system? We don't really know. And we're going to find out really quick because they start. I, I, I really wish the Notre Dame was on the first game of the season. They played UMass week two. I really wish it was UMass and Notre Dame. Jordan Travis, when he's healthy, 
I think he could be a great quarterback. I think he could be – if he was healthy for 12 games, he'll have highs in numbers. He will because he's just that dynamic. He Apparently he's uh, done very well throwing the football uh, this spring and this uh, fall because last year he did not do that great. He was a great runner. He's a dynamic runner. But last year that Notre Dame – or the North Carolina game, he did great the first half, scored 35 points. He didn't score a single point in the second half because he got hurt. Can he stay healthy? Mackenzie Milton, the whole reason he's not starting is because he got he he's been hurt and he has to rest. So if Jordan Traffic gets hurt, Mackenzie Milton's gonna have to come in. Can he stay healthy? Is Chubb Chubb Purdy gonna come in? He had problems staying healthy last year. I have no no idea what's gonna happen. I think Florida State can cover. Notre Dame starting a kid from Wisconsin, a transfer from Wisconsin. FSU had the last transfer from Wisconsin, and he was described as a lefty who looks like he should be throwing right. So I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, they lost five of their uh, top six guys on the offensive line. I, I don't know what Notre Dame's going to look like. They were a great team last year. They lost a lot of guys. I think this game is close. I don't have the confidence in FSU to pull it out, but I'll take them plus seven and a half. I won't take them to win. I, I can't believe that this team's ready to win yet. We have to see. Um, but again, with the transfers, you have no idea. Because I'm so used to this team getting behind and falling down. Can the transfers change that state of mind where they get down and they come back? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, and I won't until I watch the game. That's all I got. I, I will throw this out there. I'm thro- I'm like watching a quick like highlight of Florida State Notre Dame back in 2014, and just watching the entrance of the game, it, it, it like. Are you talking where Brian Kelly was like, "We'll go after them. We'll go after them." Is that the same yeah. video? Yeah. It's and, and like just watching the teams like enter the stadium, but more than anything, watching the fans like be so hyped up the way that they are. Like, I hope in a way that Florida State does get back to that soon because that was I, just me being at that game rooting for Notre Dame. I thought that that, that was such an electric atmosphere. Oh, Doe Campbell, was, yeah, I, and, you know, we're, we're both Gator fans here. Doe Campbell's one of the most electric places there mostly because everyone is drunk the student section is popping yeah and you get you got fire involved right. on the field you got you got us chief osceola planting the spear that just Spiking gets you going the freaking spear I, in the ground i got chills right now i don't care who you are that gets you going the whole crowd goes oh and then it's, it's, good, for, it's good for college football if florida state is good mm-hmm. because that means clemson's not the only good team in the ac it's good that Florida and Florida State can have a decent rivalry again. It's it's good that these teams can compete at a high level. So I hope Florida State can return to some sort of national prominence because honestly, I hate that for you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to have a good rivalry. Just like I'm I'm like when Florida was bad, I'm kind of hoping Florida State fans would want a decent game between the two because at least there's hype there. Like the hype to me is also a, a huge part of the game that mm-hmm. that that well, drives fans that drives the atmosphere that drives the emotions and that's such a big part of all of college football i want that back well i end up with saying florida state will be back just because of the place that it's located all you got to do is have a great recruiter and look at the recruiting class we have coming in next year it's top five 
if you look at rivals, we have the number one red recruit. We have like the number two or three. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Travis like Hunter he looks is like going a beast. to be. He's going to win the highest when playing DB and wide receiver in his like his freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Like that's <laughs> obviously an exaggeration, but that's what it takes. Like somebody who can sell an iconic brand in a state with all kinds of talent. And that's why Nebraska can't come back ever, Robert, because they don't have talent. <laughs> Look, um, first, first off, I want to get this point before I forget it. it. It's the first game, and even during Willie Taggart's first game as the Florida State head coach, uh, the stadium was rocking. It was the Virginia Tech game. They ended up losing that game. and then having, They scored three points. Yeah, having a terrible season. But the stadium was rocking because it was the first game of the season in a new era. And although this is Mike Norvell's second year, it feels like a new era for Florida State because it's not a COVID year. You got full capacity. I'm curious to see what happens. I wish Joey would give a pick on this game, but he's trying to be not. I I gave a pick. Did you get you? You said you said Florida State's going to win. I said Florida State covers, but I I don't I don't have I don't have confidence in them to win. Okay. Yep. All right. I got I got them winning just because it's week one. Notre Dame might have some keeps to work out, but also that just depends on Florida State's defense. If Notre Dame's running the ball, Notre Dame wins the game. If Florida State has a good defense, no, no. if Notre State, if yeah, State they had defense, maybe the worst defense in the FBS last year. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, I mean, how many of those transfer players are defense players? Because that makes a uh, big difference. Large amount of them, but can they fit the scheme in time for the game? You know, you just stick them big ends up up front, and and, and they do some work sometimes. That's what that's what John Grenard did. He, I, mean, I mean, he came right, you from hear- Todd Grantham off or defense that he, he was coaching at Louisville, so he was familiar with the scheme. But Grenard came in. Uh, we've had several transfers at Florida who have just. Done do, you, good. do you want to hear a crazy stat? So Jermaine Johnson, he transferred from FSU to Florida. He was the third defensive end for George or from Georgia to FSU. He was the third defensive end of Georgia. He played 33 snaps against Alabama, and he got one sack. Guess how many uh, sacks FSU's defensive ends got in total last year? In total, three in the entire season, the defensive ends. He got 33 snaps. He got one sack against Alabama. I mean, mean, that's – it would take us 15,000 snaps to get a sack against Alabama last year. So that's already – that, that, that's enough right there. All right. I don't, yeah, so. We'll move on from this one. If, if you're new to the podcast, we spend extra time on the Florida schools because, one, we're from Florida. Two, the Big Three wrap-up podcast just got canceled. So we're looking to take some of their fans and uh, bring them over here. We talk about Miami, Florida State, and Florida. Except fuck Miami. Yeah, yeah. We usually say fuck Miami, but we talk about UCF too a lot. Um, next game on the list, Monday night, Monday night football, college football edition, Louisville at, or Louisville at Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss in this game. I like Lane Kiffin. Offense is going to be great. Defense is going to be like, eh. And hopefully Louisville comes out swinging because they're going to need to put some points on the board. But I got Ole Miss. Let's see what the spread is. Let me look. It's minus 10 Old Miss. I like Louisville plus 10. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Ole Miss is probably better, and they probably win. But I think it's going to be a score, 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 score. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Ole 
Mr. Sherd. I, I'm, I'm not going to get into them because I just don't know what they're going to do. But yeah. some tells me they're going to score some points this year. I like Ole Miss. <laughs> I like Ole Miss to cover. All right. Here we go. The final game. The pick. The game of the week. The college football extravaganza game of the week. Clemson host the Georgia Bulldogs in a neutral site game at Bank of America Stadium. Tickets as low as $147. I, I've been back and forth on this game. Let me tell you. A month ago, I was like, Georgia's going to be really good this year. They're going to kill it. But you know what? I think they have some question marks. I'm not fully sold on JT Daniels. A lot of people think he's a Heisman candidate. I think he's got to prove it. I, whenever I was rewatching that Cincinnati game, it was very, very close. Cincinnati had the defense to put some pressure on him and even make him make some terrible mistakes, terrible throws. I think Clemson's defense is way better than Cincinnati's defense. I think Clemson gets the win. It's minus three. I got Clemson covering. I got Clemson covering the spread. So I am I'm, – I'm beyond hype for this game. I've, this is obviously the game of the week. It's also on – it's on the same time around the Gator game, which is unfortunate, but whatever. But this, this is supposed to be like uh, DJ Uyunglele's like big breakout, you know, he's the starting quarterback. He's had a whole off season of being the starting quarterback. And I'm a big fan in a hyped up quarterback going into a year, knowing they're going to be the starter. Like there's no question. This guy's the starter, but I also knew that about JT Daniels. Uh, I, I, as a winner, as a team winning the ball game, I, I think that Clemson is going to win by a very slim margin. The, the spread is so, so, so close that I can't I, – I really don't think that Georgia is going to cover that spread because it is too close. I do think it's going to be a one-score game, but three-and-a-half close, no. So I, I like Clemson to win. Georgia is going to keep it super close. It could come down to the final possession, but I, I think that Clemson is going to win this ball game. Yeah, I, if, it, if you listen to this podcast last year, which the one person that did, I appreciate you. Um, I was a huge Georgia fan. I was a huge JT Daniels fan. It took him a second to take over the job. Um, but here's the thing. I, I'm over Georgia. I'm done with them. I'm done. They haven't done it. They can't do it. That's how, the kind of how I feel about it. They at least can't do it with Kirby Smart. So that probably means they're going to win the national championship. I get it. I don't care. Clemson can do it. They're, they've proven they can do it. Dabo's done it with multiple different guys. He's going to keep doing it until people get tired of listening to his bullshit, which I already am. So that's good for me. But uh, I, I'm going to pick Clemson. I'm going to pick them by 14. They're going to cover that three-point spread. I, I, and I think – at some point, Georgia's going to get washed under the rug because they just can't get over the hump. 
It happens to every team that can get under the hump. I don't know if this is the game that does it because they can lose this game and win out and they'll they'll be fine. But uh, I I just think Clemson's going to beat them. I think the quarterback talent is way higher at Clemson. All right. Looks like we're all three in agreement on that one. And with that, this has been the first episode of the 2021 season. Thank you guys for staying up with us. Um, this has been College Football Scrub Games on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. Follow us at College Football, or follow us at CFB Extravaganza. Um, you guys have any plugs? You guys have any plugs you want to plug in? Davis, you're no longer at the radio station, so that's that's sad. You're gonna have to get your radio in out through this through this podcast. Yeah. Although still support. News radio and ESPN Pensacola, good ass people. Mm-hmm. We're but gonna actually we're gonna actually have them on the show. Uh, we either we will. So so what we're trying to do, Joey, are you gonna be in town for September 11th? Nope. Nope. Okay. So what we're gonna try to do, because we're we're from guys. Pensacola. I gotta piss. James Blackman stinks. There you go. All right, Joey's out. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we are a Pensacola podcast. And so the Argos, the U- U- University of West Florida, Argos, Davis and I's alma mater, they're the reigning, defending national champs of, of uh, Division II football. We're, and they are, they're having their first ever on-campus game. We're going to try and tailgate that game and do a live podcast with either one of my old football teammates, Devin Gibson, as our guest host, or – um, Ren and or and Justin from from the sports call Davis's old show, and before that next week we're gonna have Nolan and Trey from from I forgot their I forgot their podcast name but Nolan and Trey they're they're some of my good friends from UWF they have their own podcast I will uh, I will definitely plug that hang on hang on I got I gotta find their podcast they're gonna be on next week talking about stuff because they're having me on their podcast i get to be a guest on the podcast so that's that's pretty cool that's fun yeah let me see let me see his his thing uh uh uh, i can't find it it's fine it's okay i'll plug it i'll plug it next week whenever they come on that's enough plugs it's okay all right till then till next time thanks for tuning in like subscribe and uh, go join the College Football Extravaganza channel on YouTube. We're trying to build up individual Please channels. Do. Yeah, we're trying to build up individual channels. I got higher frequency up to 50 subscribers on YouTube, about 100, almost 200 people on Facebook. So um, we're trying to make individual pages just in case we split off to other digital media networks, which might be a thing soon because – I have someone that's going to help us out and help with graphic designing and live shows and stuff like that. They like what I'm doing and stuff. All right. With that, peace out. We'll see you next week. Maybe not same time, same place. We might switch.